Hey guys, welcome to the third ever episode of the Cool Sports Network. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of the Cool Sports Network. Today, we are going to be recapping the NFL Division Round. Sorry, this is a little late. Just had some things going on, so haven't been able to post. But, again, we are going to be recapping this NFL Divisional Round. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, review. We have some big news coming up involving just sports or news that have already happened and some big things coming up as well. The big news coming up in for this podcast and just everything going on is Chase Sports News is most likely going to start today or tomorrow. I will give an intro when that does start, so stay tuned for that. Uh, again, ChaseSportsNews.com will be what it is called, and I, and I will give you guys updates on when that will start again, most likely today or tomorrow, and I will make a video, well, I say a video, an episode when that does start. And just also some news going on, right? Some coaches hired, you know, the, the, the um, you know, the, the Packers offensive coordinator is gone. Former D coordinators are becoming coaches. The Ravens just hired their defensive coordinator last night. And the Dal Medev Dev in the championship, which I'm really looking forward to. Medev um, Dev. So it's just going to be a really, really fun time in sports right now. NBA is crazy. The Clippers blew a 30. I'm sorry. The Wizards blew a 35 point lead to the Clippers, which was tough for me as a. Uh, as a Wizards fan, and I'm gonna have that recap coming up. Uh, I'm gonna talk with Chase today. If you guys have, if you guys want, uh, please just check that out when that is posted. Um, and you know, just with talk with Chase again anywhere you get your podcast. That is where we talk with Chase is. And so, yeah, just a lot of things going on in sports. I have some plans for the conference championship games, and we'll be previewing those games. But let's get into this divisional round recap. We'll go in games by order. We'll start with the first Saturday game to the last Sunday game. And that last Sunday game, you're going to leave me probably seven minutes at least to talk about that game. That, that was just unbelievable. Titans, Bengals, Joe Burrow. Not really the best game for him. 28 of 37, 348 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick. I saw most of this game, and Burrow never really seemed to get that 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 big plays going. And he hasn't really been able to this entire playoffs. And I wonder if that's a key thing. Right, the t- the Bengals usually were having less close games and winning when they were able to have the big play factor. Now they're not having the big play factor. If they don't have that big play factor, how far can they go? Maybe not. Maybe not far, but they've already made it to the AFC Championship without that big play factor. So they've are they're already halfway there. So you never really know. Ryan Tannehill. It's not like, but here's the thing. Is Burrow still outplayed the other quarterback? When you have a zero to one touchdown to interception ratio and you outplay the other quarterback, it is a problem. And look what Ryan Tannehill did. 15 of 24, 220, uh, 220 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Right opening player. Excited. Oh, Ryan Tannehill throws pick. Ryan Tannehill was throwing interceptions. And to be fair, I don't understand the coaching of throwing it, and I, maybe this is coaching, the routes that they chose, or maybe it's Ryan Tannehill. Why would you throw it high to complete a pass, right? Or throw it where there's a lot of people. Because if there's one tip like there was and there's an interception, all of a sudden you give the Bengals the ball only having to come in field goal range. You have Derrick Henry, the best running back in football. Yes, he wasn't having a great game. I'm pretty sure only a little bit over three a carry. But run the football. Run the football or stay safe passing. You're not going to do anything. Stay safe passing or run the football. Run the football. Do something smart. 
I don't understand this play call. So I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It might have been Josh Reynolds. Again, I'm not a hundred percent sure. He might have been cutting in, and now he tipped it. I thought it was in the air, and the Bengals intercepted it. That's a coaching error, and that's a playing error. You don't make a route where you think there could be a lot of people. That's where you have to audible there when you see that there's a lot of people in that area. And two, that is Ryan Tannehill's fault for throwing that. It doesn't matter. Literally try to scramble, try to get down. You have plenty of time. Time was not the issue. The Bengals' time was the issue. Right, you have plenty of time. Again, take your time. And I think that's the main thing. I, I don't understand what they were, what their thought process was all through that play. And that was just one of their bad plays. They could, no team could ever really get an offense going. And, you know, all of these games were great football games. The first Saturday ones, though, weren't as fun, right? And, and it's not like the Titans shouldn't have ran the ball there. They had 140 yards on the ground that game, right? Derrick Henry was having a good game. Four more times. Uh, Henry was playing average. Form was having a good game. And if you're going to throw the ball, then get the ball to A.J. Brown. Do it safely, but get the ball to A.J. Brown because he was having a great game. Five receptions, 142 yards, one touchdown. Outplaying, still a great game from Jamar Chase. Five receptions, 109 yards, zero touchdowns. But like I said, A.J. Brown outplayed him. So when you have... When you're outplaying a receiver, you're holding um, you're holding the other team's top point getter, Joe Burrow, right? He gets their most points. And the, an MVP candidate, when you're holding an MVP candidate to zero, he had zero touchdowns. When you're holding an MVP candidate to zero touchdowns um, and forcing a turnover out of him, still uh, and um, and having the a best receiver in the football game and still losing doesn't make sense to me. That's coaching error. That's a Ryan Tannehill error. And that's a Titans error as just a team. And they got to figure out a way to do this. Because honestly, I think when you look at the Bengals offense, though, they got sacked nine times, eight, nine times or something like that. They had no offensive line, which I guess nothing has changed since Burrow got injured. They're not beating the Chiefs if they're getting sacked nine times. I'm just telling you right now. Mahomes is getting sacked nine times. Mahomes might not even get sacked half of nine times. In fact, he might only get sacked one or two times. Because Patrick Mahomes is literally one of the best uh, football players at their prime we've seen in a long time. Right? Besides Tom Brady. So, like, I don't understand. I don't understand the thought process through the Titans in this game. In general, I think... Every the Bengals and the Titans both played average. I did not expect two teams that I had having a very good chance to win the championship this year playing an average football game. That's not what I expected. But the Bengals, to me, made one less mistake. Not they didn't make one more play. They made one less mistake. And that was the difference in this game. Packers, 49ers. This was a boringly close game. I don't even know boring was a word. That was, this was a boring but fun but close game. I don't know how to describe this game. It's weird to 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 talk about this game and say that Aaron Rodgers didn't have, it's weird to talk about the Packers in the playoffs and say that Aaron Rodgers didn't have a passing touchdown. That, that was, that's very weird to say. 20 of 29 for Rodgers for 225 yards. No touchdowns, no picks, right? So he didn't do anything to hurt his team, but he didn't do anything to lead his team either. Jimmy Garoppolo, he was kind of the same thing. Yes, he had a uh, he had a touchdown, right? But just in general, good game for him. Eleven of nineteen, hundred and thirty-one yards. In general, he was just a guy that right, he'll get the job done if you have a good running game, right? 
But the 49ers, they had a good running game and not as good as the Packers. 131 yards for San Francisco 49ers, 225 yards for the Green Bay Packers. And this was just, I mean, I think Debo, Debo Samuel and George Kittle, and now the 49ers are moving on. I think it's going to come down to the Rams here when they play the Rams. It's just going to come down to, will Debo Samuel and George Kittle play good football? And if they do, you have a good chance of winning. Debo Samuel and George Kittle combined had seven receptions for 107 yards, no touchdowns, but still a good game. But Rodgers had his guy. He had Devontae Adams, nine for 129 yards. So I don't understand both of the, the first two games. I honestly don't understand how to describe it. And I was a little scared on how to describe these games. Trust me, I love talking about football. I can talk about football for hours, and I can't get tired of talking about football. I don't know how to describe these games because this is a, a game where I, again, I watched, uh, watched part of it. Uh, I followed the whole thing. Didn't really know how to describe it. Again, 200, how do you have a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, have 225 yards rushing and lose the game? It's because they made mistakes. They made mistakes and it wasn't turning the football over. By the way, I need to give some credit before I talk about this to AJ Dillon. Because A.J. Dillon had a really great game on the ground. And I think that, in my opinion, he's a better running back than Aaron Jones. I know. Hot take. Hot take. He had more yards this year. Yes, he played a couple more games. But he also got less touches, I'm pretty sure. So I just think, in general, he's a better number one running back. And I drafted him on my fantasy team early. And a lot of my uh, people in the fantasy league were like, why would he draft A.J. Dillon? This guy's not that great. But... He t- ended up being great this season. I got to give some credit to A.J. Dillon. I was right. I, I knew he was going to have a great year this year. I'm just really high on A.J. Dillon. And I, I also got, got to give him some credit where credit is due. He had a great football game. Great football game. Unfortunately, though, again, it came down to that mistake factor. It came down to the mistakes again. It came down to the mistakes again. They're inside, right? It's 7 to nothing, or And then it became 7-3. Now the Packers are inside the 10-yard line. And... A touchdown makes it a two-possession game. But Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense couldn't go. I think it was seven yards and, and three tries. So you got to get, uh, you know, the kicker out there. You got to get Mason Crosby out there. You got to kick that field goal. And it's still a one-possession game. Now the 49ers go down the field, and now they have the ball. First down probably wins it as long as Robbie Gold can make his field goal, which he does. They get that first down. He makes the field goal. 49ers win the football game. But think about that difference. You got to go seven yards. You got to go seven yards. And again, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a terrible game. But eventually, some blame has to go on the star when you're inside the 10-yard line, a chance to probably seal the game at that point in the game, right? It's your like, late third quarter, beginning of fourth quarter, I'm pretty sure. You have a chance to seal the football game. I'm pretty sure it's like mid-fourth quarter, actually. Seal the football game. All you got to do is go seven yards and three tries. I could probably go seven yards and three tries. Actually, I can't but because I'm not that great in football. <laughs> but my point is, it's not that hard for a three-time MVP to do that. They couldn't do it. And that's where Sublime has to go on the start. And we're going to hear all this, and Rodgers is going to complain, and Rodgers is going to do this. But in general, when you are at the seven-yard line and you can't score a touchdown, that blame has to, at some point, go on the quarterback. It has to go on the quarterback or the best player, the guy that's leading that offense. And the guy that's leading that offense is Aaron Rodgers. 
And so that you got to give some blame on Aaron Rodgers for that. And I was never high in the Packers. I had the 49ers winning this game. I was correct. But I did not expect both of these games to be so boring but so fun at the same time. And there should be a new word for boring and fun. And we could, I'll put a question. What should be a new word for boring and fun? Because I don't really know, because that's exactly how both of these games were. There's not a lot of action, but it was sure one heck of a football game to watch. Both of these two games, right? So you got two game-winning field goals, right, on Saturday. You're going into Sunday, and football's not stopping at all. You got Tom Brady and the defending champion at the time, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, welcoming the Los Angeles Rams, who had beat them earlier that year. And you had the two, uh, I think, in my opinion, the two best quarterbacks in the National Football League going head to head. Football's not going anywhere. These were two of the craziest games in the divisional round. I mean, we'll remember both of these games forever, especially the Chiefs Bills. And I got to make sure that I got to have a lot of time to talk about Chiefs Bills. Buccaneers Rams. That this was unbelievable. I don't even know how to talk about this game. This was unbelievable. The Rams started off early, and you know I'm following this game. Right, I'm watching it. Three nothing, and I I kept saying whenever I kept saying the score, I kept saying to myself, I said it doesn't matter what the score is. The Buccaneers are winning the game. I said they could be down by three possessions. I said they're going to win the game, and I stuck by that. I I I just I literally said that before the game. I said it doesn't matter how many they're going to be down by. If they're uh, I said this to a lot of people, even if they're down by like three possessions, they're going to win the football game. But then when you're actually in that scenario and there's five minutes left in the third, like five and a half minutes left in the third quarter, and you're down by 24 points, you're probably like, it's got to be over, right? <laughs> why Why do we even try to do that? Tom Brady's good, too good for that. Why do we even try to do this? Why do we, why do we do this? Why do we do this? Tom Brady is an exceptional football player. And to me, there's no other way to describe it. There's no other way to think about it. Tom Brady is just an exceptional football player. He is. He is an exceptional football player. Right? And it ended up being 27 to 13, right? And they kicked the field goal to make it 27 to 6. And that could be a controversial call with some. But in general, it ended up being the right move. It made it a 21-point game. Then the Leonard Fournette, I'm pretty sure it was the Leonard Fournette touchdown, made it 27 to 13, right? 27-13. Then it's like 27-13. Before the two-minute warning, I'm pretty sure. And Brady hits Mike Evans deep. At that point, right, they had got a couple of tries where they got pretty close to the end zone and they didn't get there. In my mind, I'm thinking, all right, it's still Tom Brady. This game's not even close to over. But if they keep getting right there and they're not scoring, I got to say the same thing I said about Rodgers. About Bur- I'm going to say about Rodgers. I'm going to say about Brady on my podcast, right? Well, then Brady uh, gets into Mike Evans and they tied the football game. That, that was a great touchdown, by the way. I mean, just great timing. I mean, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs to, like, an all-pro caliber receiver, a 1,000-yard receiver. So I'm not really sure. I, I, I think that's – I don't think that's much really surprising to many people, uh, including me. But that was – I don't even – I just – it's fun to me to talk about this game because that was unbelievable, right? So, again, it's 27-20, and then – Cam Akers fumbles the ball again. Right, Brady threw an interception at the end of the half. The Rams are so close to to making it like twenty seven to three at halftime. At halftime, right? And then you get the ball beginning of the half, and they ended up scoring. They would have been up thirty four to three at that point. The game's probably over, right? And they yes, they ended up scoring the twenty seven, right? And if you complete the onside kick, you get a touchdown. Yes, technically it wouldn't have been over per se. 
But that, it would have been over, basically, if you were down 34-3 in the playoffs, like, in the second half. It's most likely over. You never know, Tom Brady, but it's most likely over, right? But Cam Akers now made his second fumble of the day. And I can assure you right now, they made a mistake by having Cam Akers run the ball uh, this entire game. And not Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle should be running the football. When they were running successfully on the Cardinals, yes, the Cardinals' run defense was much worse than the Bucs. But the reason why they were running so well, I think, was because of Sony Michelle. I don't think it was because of the line. I think Sony Michelle was really playing great football. And you don't put Sony Michelle on, right? You put Cam Akers and he fumbles. Then on fourth down, first of all, I think that was a first down. I, I Tell me what you guys think. At Cameron Bray, to me, that was a first down on that catch. But it doesn't matter because then they'll take it to the end zone with Leonard Fournette. But then Matthew Stafford, and if the Rams win the Super Bowl, this will be their moment. Right? The Rams. You have, what, under a minute left. You still have a little bit of time. You don't have a lot of time, though. And he and Matthew Stafford downfield to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's the best receiver in football. Can we just keep it at that? Cooper Cup's the best receiver in football. Then they kick the game-winning field goal. So think about these three divisional round games so far. Game-winning field goal. Game-winning field goal, game-winning field goal. Did I say game-winning field goal yet? Oh, yeah, it sounds like a familiar word. All game-winning field goals. This is the most fun divisional round that we've seen. And when my dad, Jason Coburn, came on, if you guys haven't seen that preview, I know the game. it's after the game. You guys might want to see our predictions. It was a really fun episode to record. I'd really appreciate it if you could check it out. He mentioned how the divisional round is usually always the most fun round to watch. Well, it's for good reason, and especially this divisional round, because this divisional round was something we had never seen before. In general, great game from Cooper Cup. Nine receptions, 183 yards, a touchdown. Mike Evans, also great. Eight receptions, 119 yards, a touchdown. Running yards, not good for either team. 51 for Tampa Bay, 73 for the Rams. Brady, okay, 30 of 54, 329 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And me and my dad were both talking about how when we picked the Buccaneers to win, we said they would win because Matthew Stafford would make mistakes. And the key thing in this game was Matthew Stafford did not make that mistake. That was the key thing. And we could talk about this comeback that almost happened. We could talk about everything. The key thing in this game, though, was that Matthew Stafford didn't make a mistake. 28 of 38 for 366 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Say whatever you want to say. That, that's great quarterback right there. That's great quarterback right there. And I'm not saying Matthew Stafford all the time is a great quarterback. Because I've seen him lead the league in interceptions, a.k.a. this season. But he played like the best player out there, right? Him and Cooper Cup. They were the two best players in the football field. And that's why the Rams won the football game. Last game. Oh, my gosh. Um, This was unbelievable. I, this was unbelievable. This Chiefs-Bills game will be a game that people will remember for the rest of their lives. This will go down in football history. Patrick Mahomes, 34 of 34, 378 yards, three touchdowns. Josh Allen, 27 of 37, 329 yards, four touchdowns. This quarterback duo will be remembered for a very long time and will continue to have legendary games. Right, I'm hoping as a Ravens fan, right, to see Lamar Jackson out there, uh, you know, in these duels. Joe Burrow, that'll be a lot of fun. We'll see how that Mahomes-Burrow game does this weekend. 
But this is just unbelievable. And I feel bad for Josh Allen. I don't know why I feel bad because Josh Allen's like making one of the biggest paychecks. He's making over $40 million a year. So I don't know why I feel bad for him. Can someone explain to me why I feel bad for him? I don't know why I feel bad for him. But because he had four touchdowns, all of them to Gabriel Davis, by the way. And I had Stephon Diggs having a great game. And my cousin Dexter, by the way, he's going to be coming on for to preview the conference championship games tomorrow, or, or I'm going to post it probably right before uh, the conference championship games on Sunday. So watch out for that. He's really smart with football. And I said, who, do you think Diggs is going to have a good game? Because I think he's going to have an amazing game. He said, no, I think the Bills are winning. He was wrong on that. So was I. But he said, it's because they'll find guys like Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis is going to have a great game. And I was like, I'm not so sure about that. Gabriel, he was correct because Gabriel Davis had eight receptions for 200 yards, for 201 yards, and four touchdowns. It's unbelievable. However, Mahomes still had his his weapons. Well, Hill, Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 150 yards, a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, he only had eight receptions for 96 yards in the game winning touchdown. That's not any good. No, he only put up the game winning touchdown, 96 yards on eight receptions. That's terrible. I don't. This was the most fun football game to ever watch. Allen and Mahomes also both led their team in rushing yards. This game will go down in history. Twenty-five points in the final two minutes of regulation. Twenty-five points. Twenty-five. It was unheard of. I had never seen anything like this before. Never seen anything like it. 13 seconds, you get Patrick Mahomes. Gabriel Davis has already waved goodbye to the Kansas City Chiefs. He has already waved goodbye. You get Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds. First of all, no idea why they didn't do a sky kick so they, they could return it. But 13 seconds, Patrick Mahomes put his team in field goal range. If that doesn't explain what Patrick Mahomes does as a human, I don't know what does. Because Patrick Mahomes is clearly an insane individual that is unbelievable at football. Insane in a good way. Insane of, like, you are the best football player in the entire world. And a.k.a. Patrick Holmes is that. And it's just, I don't even, like, I, I kind of had tears in this game watching because I knew that this game will be remembered forever. And I got to watch the whole thing. And it was just a lot of fun. Right? You have that lead change. And to me, I said, when whoever gets the ball on the coin toss is going to win the game. And that was it because the defense couldn't stop. Anybody. The, the defense wasn't even alive in this game. And Chiefs got the ball to win the game. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I'm going to write an article on this on Chase's Sports News pretty soon. It's just a fact. Yes, everyone thinks Mahomes. And you might say, oh, Rodgers is better than Allen. Brady's better than Allen. This guy's better than Allen. Like, Allen isn't even the next contender to be a pro bowler this season. I don't even care. What I saw from Josh Allen recently, and this isn't recency bias, he went toe-to-toe. He played better, arguably, than the best. I can't say he played better than Mahomes. He was the same level player as the best player in the world. But he's not the second-best quarterback in the league. At first in this game, it seemed boring, right? And there were still 23-14 Chiefs. It looked like the Chiefs were kind of going to hang on, right? And it didn't seem like it was going to be that close of a game. Weren't really a lot of points as I expected. And it didn't really seem like the Chiefs-Bills game I was expecting. Neither did I expect it to be an all-time classic, but it also was one that I expected. 
Then Allen hits Gabriel Davis on that deep pass. It's 23-21, and that's when the football game really kicked in. And then that final two minutes was unbelievable. The Bills able to get that many fourth downs. Truly extraordinary. What's my overall recap of this division round? I'm going to quote my dad. I'll say it once and I'll say it again. The divisional round is the best round of football. You continue. You have tight games, record-breaking games, game-winning field goals. That was the divisional round of the 2021-2022 season. But football will continue, and the conference championship is here. And what's crazy to me is that there's already been so much that have happened in these playoffs. And yes, there's only three games left, but technically it's only halfway done. There's still two more rounds to go. So there's still, yes, it might only seem like three games. That's still a lot of football to go. If you guys know how many minutes that is, if you guys can't do that quick math, it's 180 more minutes of football. 180 more minutes of possibly seeing of seeing Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow going most likely toe-to-toe, most likely seeing you know, the Niners defense, Matthew Stafford, a Cooper Cup, most likely going toe to toe. And then Tim, and then, you know, seeing whoever's in the Super Bowl probably go toe to toe. I think whoever plays in the Super Bowl is going to be a tight game. I am excited for this conference championship round. And please check out my episode with Dexter when that is posted. And we're going to preview those conference championship games because this is going to be a blast. And this division around was a lot of fun. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. I know it was a little off. It's just I have had some things going on this week. So kind of haven't recorded in a while. So I just kind of wanted to, you know, it's kind of like a refresher. But hopefully you guys, again, still did enjoy. Again, ChaseSportsNews.com coming very, very soon. Most likely an intro for that coming up today. Please check out Wish Talk with Chase. I'm going to post a video on there uh, coming up pretty, pretty soon. Again, hope you guys do enjoy. I do have small season videos coming up like the Giants. I'm starting a series called What Ifs. A lot of different things planned, so enjoy that. Um, and Have a great rest of your day, and of course, as always, we out!